podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hill and I'm back after a week off. Well, I was busy. I was, went to some film premiere or something. And uh, you did a sturd, sturdy job, Psychic Josh. Thank you very much. But and ironically, you were away after a very heavy, um, well, not wouldn't say heavy, a disappointing defeat at yeah. Watford, but you're yeah. back just in time to celebrate it's the weird, magnificent it? victory. It's weird, yeah. It's almost like the games where you, you, you are prominent mm. are ones where disproving your points and then... My one comes along, we, 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 which doesn't prove, disprove my point at all, obviously. It's just, it's just a natural evolution of things. Also. But one point of mine has been proven. I think in the very first podcast of the season, when I faced, or one of the early ones, when I faced that barrage of lunatic pro Wenger fundamentalists, which no you way won. to speak about Jeff, but <laughs> And then yeah, uh, who was someone was like going on to me when I was going on about how, you know, Wenger should obviously go, as usual, endlessly. And then some, I was being asked, you know, well, who would I get in? And of course, I suggested Ronald Koeman. He was the only person I could think of at that moment in time because I forget people's names anyway. And I thought, well, you know, he's an intelligent, brilliant legend. And of course, today he's been sacked by Everton. I thought so you were going to say, now today he's available and you, you're calling him to, uh, to I, come I, to I the ta- club. I'd take him, you know, to be honest. I think he'd do a good job at Arsenal. He's been, Everton, he's been saddled with a fucking terrible squad, as we'll go on to. Hang on. With no striker. No, with no striker. It's not, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't he's, it? We, we'll come on to it, but he we'll has spent quite a lot of money. He spent a lot of money, but anyway. he still couldn't get a striker, could he? Anyway, let's, it's been rude. Let's welcome our joyous guests. Gilad Kestenbaum is back. Nice to see you, Hello, boys. Gilad. How are you? Good. How are you? Very well, thank Usually you. Usually you, you give people's Twitter biographies, but I don't think Gilad's even on Twitter. No, he's not on have... Twitter. You're one of the staunch non-Twitter person. I, I respect it. Staunch non-Twitter. Read a lot on it, but I, I mentioned last time that when Wenger is eventually sacked, I will go on in a moment. Oh, yeah. There was quite a famous... Yeah. Gilad and I briefly worked together about five years at something called Sports Tonight TV, which was an online sports TV station that was never going to work. And Gillard <laughs> was made head of social media, despite not having a Twitter not account. Having, not having a Twitter That's account. Not really knowing how it worked. So as you Maybe that was a clue as to why it was never going to work. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was fantastic in our teen years. Uh, yeah. And our other guest is a, is Andrew Butler. Welcome, Andrew. Hello, First boys. timer. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, but you are you actually work for Dream Team. Yes, Thingy Bob, but the Sun. Yes, uh, the the Sun's fantasy football game. That's um, it. The Sun's I'm fantasy football game. Deputy editor there. Dream Team FC. And I'm going to, uh, as we often do with new guests, we read mm. out your Twitter bio because you you are on Twitter. Sports personality. Yeah. Backslash deputy editor, Dream yeah. Team FC. I mean, you said it now. Sports yeah. personality. Were you saying that you get people following you, or like watching you playing sport, or that you're a personality dominated by sport? <laughs> what are you saying? It's one of those things, right? Where I did that probably when I joined Twitter in, in 2009 and whenever it mm. was that I, you know, it stays there. Yeah. Much like my profile pictures, much like anything else. And yeah. then you, it's only when someone reads it back to you that you're like, oh, that's probably a bit embarrassing. And, and your profile picture, now you mentioned it, your profile picture is you in a suit and tie clutching some beer no some like champagne yeah some champagne bottles yeah that what that picture doesn't tell you is i was actually tidying up at a wedding there as well it's not me (laughs) like amazing it's not me carrying them over to okay but basically you work on dream team fc who i get because i get emails to them practically every day yeah 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 Yeah. do you do are you responsible well then isn't it yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) do you are you responsible for those emails not for the emails quite good you know i I, you know i cast my eye over you know most of them before they go out make sure it's uh it's all good make sure they're quite funny oh Oh, yes, yeah. occasionally. They're quite high concept, aren't they? So I'm right. like, honest. Yeah. I, I've yeah. got my phone back now from Boyd. And I yeah. can see Dream Team only follow 898 people, of which apparently I'm one. 
Well, there you go. Wow, you are all excited. Very honest. Before we go any further, though, let us all remember that Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Labrooks. Bet £5, get £20. If you deposit £5, Labrooks will add another £20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.arsenalpodcast.net. The second thing we should do is wish Arsene Wenger a happy birthday oh, yeah. for yesterday. Yeah. yeah. 68. Looking well for it. 68. Looking well for it. And a slight dye job on the hair, I feel. If you, did, you, did you look at his hair on, on um, yesterday? Was, a birthday dye? Is I think that what so. you're suggesting? I think so, yeah. It just looked slightly different colour to me. Different sheen. It might have been the lighting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, but, may be, he may be looking well now, but a couple of defeats. You know, <laughs> He ages 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. yeah, it was sprightly yesterday. <laughs> Although in that period where after we... Um, well, if we let them equalise, literally let them equalise, and uh, and then there was a period where it looked like it was all going horribly wrong for a bit, where I tweeted, in fact, that it was going horribly wrong, and um, then they scored, then we scored again. He did look quite sick and ill in that period where because we had like twenty nine chances or whatever, and it was still and we were still. It was I, like, I find that most games. Wenger looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Doesn't yeah. matter if we're winning or losing. Yeah. Um, he does always seem to be worried, running his hands and trying to do that zip up. Yeah. I there was a, well, Kuman Chorchandi had a zip moment. Did you see mm. that? Yeah, Did you yeah. watch it on TV? Yeah, yeah. Were you there? Go on. Well, well, yeah, I saw it on TV. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wanted to mention about managers. I think, yeah, Wenger being 68, something that I love about managers in general is you never see any other 68-year-old wearing a tracksuit, you know, like a tracksuit I'll ju- be wearing like one when I'm 68. I, I like to think I would yeah. be, cause, yeah. but, you know... You're not a football manager, boys, unless I've oh, yeah, completely got the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah, what you're absolutely right, about. yeah. In the same way that uh, Andrew isn't a sports personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you're right, yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Yeah, that he... Uh, I mean, although he's wearing suits now, though, isn't he? It's yeah. rarer to see him. I guess when winter comes, he'll be in the full blanket. I saw Arsenal's, um, Arsenal's tribute video to them or, or to him on Facebook featured the, the zip very prominently. It was kind yeah. of intertwining clips of him celebrating with uh, with lots of zip action, which I think is yeah. you know uh, slightly detrimental to his character. Of like, thanks for all you've done for the club, but you know, yeah, he'll be yeah. best remembered for failing to do the zip. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that sells in the club shop. You've been in there recently, boys? Well, I've been, I've been in there recently, yeah. And I, I don't think they... See, I think... My, I've said this before. I don't think... Well, I'm not, maybe not on the podcast in private when we're discussing the, the options for <laughs> the um, Arsenal merchandise. I don't think they sell that full-length affair. I think they do. I, mean, I haven't seen it I'll because they sell, check like... on the internet Have now. a look. Well, in the shop, in the shop, because I've actually got one of the... In um, fact, I've literally got it right now. This, uh, today I've been wearing an Arsenal jacket. Oh, yeah, I was, a, I was admiring yeah. that jacket. It's a tasteful black. I'm just showing the uh, the guests. See, it's got like a it's got a very subtle Puma yeah, logo nice. and a subtle Arsenal logo. So I have been in the shop, and this is this is like one of the nicest bit of Arsenal merchandise you can get. I think. You're, is this a Josh new purchase? Well, I was going to take a picture for oh, the okay. um, well, social media. Is this something a new purchase? We had it a while. Recent. It's recent, but I certainly got it in the Arsenal shop and. Um, and I was having a look, obviously, and I, and I did occur to me to check where they had the full length, uh, and they, I didn't see one at all. Maybe, maybe for you know now I for winter. I can't imagine you wearing the full length one. No, no. I mean, this isn't like a fully padded affair. This is a fairly. Yeah. It's like a training Thin. jacket or something. Mm. I think. Very nice though. Yeah, thanks. I wish you were wearing it. Thank you very much. That's like my mum. My mum <laughs> would say, <laughs> "Wish you were to wear it." Yeah. Um, but the, the funny there was a funny Kuman moment where he because he was kind of dressed like Claire. Bo- I think he looks a bit like Claire Boarding anyway, Ron yeah. Kuman, and he was wearing a slightly undersized. This jacket was slightly too small for him yeah. and he was zipping up and down it was almost like he had been transferred into the Wenger world because his team was shit and they're diabolical and of course
because he's actually been sacked, unlike Arsene Wenger. Talking about someone who age, who's aging badly, he looked like he'd aged he badly. Did, and yeah. I think that Barcelona dream of uh, Ronald or even Arsenal is is over. Yeah, sad, isn't it? I do feel sorry for him, yeah, because he's clearly an intelligent guy, but he, he's been... I don't know why we're talking about Koeman, but... Yeah. Well, a bit, he'd finished, what, seventh always. Is that, that's yeah. his thing, hasn't it, with yeah. Southampton and Everton. Which is pretty I, good. Southampton, that's really good. I guess it's also the manner of the defeats and some of the results this season. It's not just been unlucky. It's and been the problem was... The £160 million pound that he spent. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't like he was inheriting that squad. That was money that he's gone out and spent. And, you know, they've got to be doing better than that. But, but if he'd have got anything, if he'd have got... When my was discussed <laughs> the situation at Everton at Koeman, but if he'd have got Giroud, say, who they were yeah. clearly after, then that might have been, things might have turned out completely different in, in generally. Like, at least they would have had a striker who could have probably still, done a They good still job. would have had five number 10s, though, that he'd have tried to fit in the team. He has got five number 10s, but, yeah. 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 But you take Lukaku out. You know, Lukaku yeah. has gone to be Manchester United centre-forward. He's obviously an incredibly yeah. top-level player. So to replace him with, what, have you got Calvert-Lewin up front or, you know, Rooney... I mean, Rooney wasn't up. Rooney was just. I forgot. Rooney was probably playing. better with at least having Rooney up top and apart from that, one of their other sort of more creative yeah, players. Probably. Play, maybe but when he scored top. that goal, everyone was like, "Oh, this is." This it was is. deja vu. Wasn't yeah, it? deja yeah. vu. I did expect to see Seaman flying across <laughs> there, you know, with a flailing see Seaman hand. Flying? <laughs> <laughs> That's years, a phrase. That is a <laughs> phrase that <laughs> we will <laughs> go back. <laughs> I always expect to see Seaman flying across when. We've got the name of the podcast. When Vegas play. Too much info, boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, absolutely. But then, uh, but the second half, we I completely forgot that he was playing. Um, Rooney, Rooney. Yeah, he was so terrible. I thought in the second half, but they were they were generally terrible. Weren't they? But what did we think of our performance? More importantly, um, because should, it was. I, I want on. to qualify. Oh, we Andrew, go. we should say we're saying we. Andrew's not an Arsenal. Fan, oh my oh, god, a Leighton Orient, a Leighton Orient fan, but with an affection for Arsenal. Oh, yeah, a strong oh, affection right. for for. That's for weird because I'm an Arsenal fan and he's kind of a Leighton Orient fan. <laughs> yeah, like, Orient was my closest team when I was growing up. Well, it, likewise, you know. and I basically just say that I got unlucky and that they were my closest team. And you that's picked just them. The, that Well, that's the hand that you get dealt in life. But yeah. Arsenal, you know, things are just. I should just qualify this. Things are going so badly for Orient. At the moment, we're in the conference and in the bottom half that I'm just allowing myself, you know, some moments of joy, which occasionally yeah. happen with Arsenal, but only occasionally. Such well, as this weekend. Such as this weekend. Well, your Ultra HD TV must have enjoyed oh. it thoroughly. Because finally, I mean, all right, I was wrong about Kuman. I admit that. It, you know, he's obviously been... It'd be difficult to argue. You were right. But what I have been arguing for weeks and weeks and weeks is that Sanchez is, should definitely have stayed, and he's staying, that you've just got to play your best players... You know, roughly in their right position, and finally, the first time of the season where he's played our three best players together, which he should have done obviously against Liverpool. And I still think that decision, by the way, I could go on about the decision all fucking day. But that, if he'd have played Lacazette and those two in that game, we wouldn't have lost like that, and it, the whole season would have been transformed. We'd still be hoping now that we could win the league, probably. Anyway, he did, mm. and finally, and they played really well. And obviously, our best players are going to play really well. And that's the whole kind of like all those hipster Arsenal fans going on about. I've seen quite a lot of them saying on Twitter and in podcasts and elsewhere, blog, blogging, going, why don't we pick just the players who want to stay at Arsenal? Rather than the, and I'm like, no, because they're rubbish and they're not as good as the best players who do want to leave Arsenal. You just have to play them, though. What do you think? Uh, listen, you know what? It was nice to see the first time that Holy Trinity, AOL as they're now known, <laughs> playing, playing, up, playing up top. Um, it's the first time I think they've played together mm. and you can really see the difference. I mean, the thing of only playing players that want to play, that's just nonsense. You saw yesterday the link-up play between, say, Alexis and Ozil, especially for, for that second goal. It was a thing of beauty. And I am one of Wenger's biggest critics. However, 
you have to take your hat off and say when a, when a performance like that comes in, especially attacking-wise, you say, well done. Um, I think going forward, we were absolutely brilliant yesterday. Um, when I was last on the pod, I was discussing Ozil, and I know we're going to get to him later, but you can really see why people like Ronaldo, why Mourinho, why they love Ozil, because when he's allowed to do what he does best, yeah. he's world-class. And I, I really do think that. And I, I think he's been made into a scapegoat. Yesterday, I thought he was back to his best. Um, and I thought the second goal in particular reminded me of Arsenal in the, say, early 2000s when they were ever to more on attack. I think that was when you were tweeting, Boyd, that it was all going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And we broke, and within about six seconds, we had made our way across the pitch. Brilliant ball in and a fantastic header. And I actually really enjoyed watching us yesterday. I know yeah, Everton are absolutely yeah. shit, yeah. and they don't yeah. look like they want to be playing for their manager. But I thought going forward, we, we, we were brilliant. Mm. The first 10 minutes was incredible, wasn't it, Andrew? It was like, um, it, that, it was it just came out straight away, yeah. just linking the link-up play, the speed, everything about it was kind yeah. of incredible. And then Jacker goes and gives the ball away, which, you know, yeah. I know Shock it was the horror. only time he did yeah. it, but... Yeah, I was going to say, I was surprised to, to read that, so it was the only time in the whole game he gave the ball away. No, I was, you had that on the menu, you said that on the menu, is that... I'm sure he apparently gave it, I'm sure he gave it apparently away. Apparently true. No, apparently but do you know what, it, well, doesn't, matter if, it doesn't matter if it's only once in a game, because... He does it every single game. All you need is one against the top team. If it's nil-nil or something, it's one all, and it's a tight game. If your holding midfielder is going to give the ball away in that position once a game and you know it's a guaranteed goal, you can't it's be playing him. Def- you can't be playing him. I'm pretty sure, because I, I tweet, again, tweeting back terrible wrong things that I tweeted during the game yesterday. Just, just, just always... It's good that you can admit you. it. Yeah, I admit, I'm very honest about these yeah. things. But I did tweet, and I'm sure it was the second after that, and he then gave the ball away about 10 minutes. I'm sure he did. He made a misplaced pass, and I tweeted that he should get him off and get Jack on, because there was the second time he gave the ball I wouldn't have done that if he hadn't have given the ball away a second time. So I don't know where that stat comes from. I think that's not true. Would, I have, think been, it, would have been a great goal if he scored that one, the one that came yeah. off the yeah, bar. Yeah, that was a lot I mean, yeah. I was, but there was another stat. screaming there, just going, like, hit it, hit it. He was waiting for the guy right. on the left wing to come in there. You're like, fine, I'm going to have to hit this. He loves it. He, he loves it. He loves it to kind of shoot from yeah. like way outside the area. And he only scored like apparently there's only scored three times in the last like two years or three years or something like that. He's a frustrating player though because like you said he he does have a great shot on him and he links the play up well. As in some of his passing is fantastic, but it's just I don't know what it is. Is that you know he's got a guaranteed mistake in him, and I don't think you can play a player like that, especially if you want to be challenging for the for the for the top trophies because mm. it's just a liability. I mean, like you said, I think Jack has to come in there. I really, I really do. Uh, I don't think you. I don't think you can take the risk of say, go, coming yeah. up against City and give, giving the ball away. I feel that with with Xhaka though, he, he might be just suffering a bit of complacency. And with someone like Wilshire coming in, um, just you know, you get those sort of players just breathing down your neck. He probably, you know, yeah. he's probably not played much with Wilshire or even seen him much in training in the in the year no. and a half that he's been at the club. And so when he's on the pitch. He just knows, actually, I've, probably, I've pretty much got a free pass here. I can make mistakes because there's no one going to be coming off the bench better than, better than yeah, me. But now yeah. Wilshire's in the frame. He's got to, you know, he's got to buck up his ideas if he wants to carry on, you know, having a run, mm. uh, a yeah. run in the team. Do we think, I guess the, the question is, do we think we played brilliant attacking football and everything, but was that because we were allowed to by Everton? Or, or was it, you know, would we have 
could we have played that way with those players? And particularly I include Ramsey in that because he was also really good. Because the last time we played Ramsey, Ram, there's a Ramsey-Ozil situation. I, I, I differ with you on the Ramsey though, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you didn't think he played well? No, no, I okay. don't actually. I think. That, I thought he played better than he had done the last I think that times. Ramsey showed yesterday how he needs four or five good chances to score a goal. Oh yeah. He, mean, took, he, his, he took his goal he well. But, um, then, yeah. And you also saw how our world-class players being Alexis and Ozil how angry and annoyed they are. I think there's something going on there with Ramsey that they don't trust him because you saw Alexis shouting at him, you saw Ozil at halftime get, yeah. get, getting annoyed with him. And I yeah. think that, that pivot of Ramsey and Xhaka, I mean, it shows how much we miss Gazzola there because he doesn't, he doesn't dictate and dominate. Well, also, I think they get annoyed with him because he, he goes, he, advanced, he, 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 he takes up positions, advanced positions that they're in. He yeah. kind of cr- get, he get, it gets too crowded and you've got Meza Ozil and particularly um, Alexis kind of, you know, running around and, and you've still got him Aaron Ramsey yeah. running up the pitch and not scoring when he should score he should have had a hat-trick yesterday yeah. Ramsey I'm more Josh. with you but I thought Ramsey did do okay yesterday but there were also definitely moments where not only was it that Sanchez was getting frustrated at Ramsey but so too if you remember there was a, a Ozil set up uh, Sanchez where he tried to chip it over the goalkeeper in the first half and actually the ball to Ramsey was a very yeah. simple one across the goal that would have likely seen Arsenal score so I did sense that there is you know not complete love between the two of them if there if we believe the idea that there are players in the squad who aren't wild about Alexis Sanchez's general demeanor on the football pitch and it makes sense I think that maybe Ramsey is one of those people just from the way they are on the pitch together. I thought it was probably telling that Ramsey for me only really came alive once Everton had had a player sent off and you're just yeah, basically playing against true. 10 men he scores true. a goal nice flick in the box but you know it just looks like it's lovely always... lovely ball by Jack that wasn't it yeah it was yeah, brilliant, brilliant great yeah, it was brilliant ball. did we think before that though did we because there was their goal the Jack the Jacker giveaway yeah. but a lot of people thought there was a foul I mean I think Jamie Redknapp said it was a foul on Sky I didn't think it was a foul I thought it was a, it was a sturdy challenge as they say what did you think well, I didn't think it was mainly just because Xhaka barely make. I mean, he, he looks up at the referee, yeah. you can, but you can always tell when a player mm. knows that he's actually just been clean, like you know, cleanly challenged. Mm. But Xhaka, you know, probably did that to make sure that he looked as if though he tried to be foul. Yeah. But yeah, foul for you, Gillette? I don't think it was a foul, and mm. I think that regardless if it was or wasn't don't dawdle on the ball there. No. And he he's learned that already, and he he's had a few games where he's done that now. So you know what. Give it He's straight. A big take the, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Take yeah. the touch. Five yard pass. Nice easy pass, and let's mm. get moving again. Mm. You can't mess around there. Yeah, you really can't. Yep. Yeah, I can only agree. It wasn't a foul, was it? No. And uh, great finish though. Really, yeah, really good finish. Because yeah. Metasek is in a position where if he goes to him, he leaves a man. So, yeah. And we're talking about Özil. How, how he was really good. And I was going to say this before when you were saying how good he, he was, Gilad. But isn't it? And you were saying how he, he becomes a scapegoat. But he, he becomes a scapegoat. He's his own worst enemy, isn't he? Because if he can play like that, he, he should be able to play like that every week. And that's the thing. And he hasn't played that well, has he? For weeks and weeks. I mean, I know he's been injured for a bit, but before you know, back to the Liverpool game and beyond, he was pretty poor. And I think. For me, it's the frustration is that, you know, there was a period when he first joined the club, maybe that season and then the next season, where he was playing like that week in, week out, and we all loved him and he was our hero. Obviously, you know, we didn't win the league or anything, but at least he was playing really well. Mm. For me, this was like a return to that form, but I don't think he has been that good. And he he must take the blame for that, mustn't he? He he hasn't been that good, and his critics have also turned around and said, he can do it against an Everton that are struggling, but can he do it against the top teams? All I would say is, what do you want from Mesut Ozil? Do you want him to be running 60 yards and tracking down? Or do you want him to pull out no. that killer pass? Yeah. So if it is that you want him to do the killer pass, over the last, I, I, 
I think it's the, over the last two seasons, he's had more assists than players like Ericsson oh, who are being raved about and everything like that. Yeah. And I, I just think that it's easy to to look at him and say, you know what, he's not tracking about people like Keown, etc. Beca- it's become the in thing. Mesut Ozil, everything that's wrong with Arsenal. Mesut Ozil. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's not even the tracking back issue I'm talking about. I, I, I kind of well, agree with you say, You're saying I'm he hasn't saying been providing I'm saying this season that assists goals... He wants out, though. That, that's the thing. He wants to leave. But I don't think it's that. Of course he does, yeah. But I don't think that's... I don't. Th- I mean, what came f- comes first? Him not playing well yeah. or wanting to leave? I don't know. But what I'm saying is, for about the last six months, I'm talking about the end of last season... Yeah beginning of this season that that creating all those assists and is certainly the amount of goal chances he gets the, that for me he fluffs is for a world class player and that can only yeah. be his fault what, as, an, as, a, as an Orient fan what do you feel about the Ozil situation well I mean I, I, I agree with you boys like to an extent and I think probably the most the most telling moment of the season I think from Arsenal's season was when Ozil dawdled on the ball hit the ball directly at the Watford keeper yeah. and then they got yeah. the other end the score yeah. that I watched. I was yeah, watching the game, incredible. and I was just like, "That is Meza Özil." To me, it sums up. That's why yeah. he. I love the like. I love the way he plays, and I, I really enjoy his style of play. But you know, yeah. it's you've got to be more. You know, like, so some more, of his deliveries yesterday, though. I mean, like the flicks around the corner when it oh, comes he's, off. He's I mean, brilliant. I'm not. Yeah. No one's arguing that he's not. And, and Lacazette, I, I think, like you know, you said earlier, boy, can Lacazette. Sanchez and Ozil continue they have to I, 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 I think they have to and I also think that Lacazette I know he, he missed a few chances at the beginning but his movement and yeah. the, the turn when Pickford saved it you know he held off That was it was really really beautiful to yeah. watch that oh, I think that's the key though I, yeah. I have a whole th- theory that I think the, the, I think um, Ozil and Sanchez particularly when they look really miserable and unhappy it's not be- I mean I Obviously, they want to leave. We all know that. But I don't think when you're a player on the pitch, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to leave, you know, so I'm not going to play to my height. What you do, you are thinking is I'm surrounded by a bunch of mediocre players. And for me, that's been the problem. Whereas those three together, I think they're all probably thinking at last, at least there's us three that are world-class, you know, players, particularly Sanchez and and, um, Urso. I think they really like playing together. And you can they're always passing. There was a moment yesterday where... Sanchez passed to Ozil when there was about five other different options he could yeah. easily have found and he's like no I'm just going to pass to the other really good player in the, in the squad in the team and fair enough and I'm like I don't blame them and, that's, and they should be the abs- that we should be he sh- um, Wenger should be absolutely building the whole thing around them and I don't care if they want to leave you just have to deal with them here and now and the fact that we could come in the top four if we build the team around them for the season Well you, you're suggesting that we've had weeks and weeks where he could have played all three together there haven't been that many opportunities no, no. and there's always there been, been mitigating circumstances mm. people coming back from international duty or slight illness worries or injury the game at Liverpool was an unusual one coming to the end of the transfer window Obviously, there was a potential that Sanchez could have moved that. That was clearly a potential. He played like Oxlade Oxlade Chamberlain, Chamberlain yeah. did move. So, you know, but it was I, the I, only weird thing was Wenger. I don't not think Wenger's it. under you know the illusion that these aren't our best three options. And I'm sure now, wherever possible, that will pretty much be the three. I mean, I, I don't what think we're telling him something to, he didn't know. I'm not, it's not. It's even beyond just. But he has had opportunities to pick them. I'm not saying week in week out. There've been you know times where all right, suddenly someone's got, got the flu or something, but. I'm saying is not only has, does he have that to be the, the first three names on his team, he has to pick them. Weekend. He has to make sure that they work against big teams as well. They have to work hard. Do you know what I mean? I feel you can't just well, go. We'll let find them, out in the next we'll, month. We'll, we'll, exactly. Man City and Tottenham. But that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's up to him to actually 
build tactically build the team around them as well not mm. just pick them but make sure that they're not going to they're not going to fuck it up and that they're not going to just allow Ramsey to take up too many positions and not get back in time when we're playing a really good team that's what I'm saying so they he's got he can't just abandon them when we're playing City and Spurs etc he's got to stick with them but work out a way of playing with them so that we're still disciplined and a, and a kind of proper unit for, for the big squad we have You'd say, right, the front three are now going to pick themselves yeah. largely. Yeah. The goalkeeper's going to pick themselves. Bellerin and Kalasnitz aren't really being challenged in their place in the team. Ramsey seems to play whenever he's fit. Yeah. You know, in terms of centre-backs, Koscielny will, will always play when he's fit. Um, Mustafi, we assume, will come back into the team. So, there's not that many options now with this team. I think the big, the one that's interesting now is going to be, as we were just discussing there, Wilshire. Yeah. You know, Wilshire and Xhaka, and, and yeah. now that Xhaka does have some real... It's a great. It's his first appearance in the Premier League. Like, we know he very nearly came on at Watford and then yeah. didn't, and Holding came on. But the the talk seems to be, especially from you know those that I speak to, they're loosely on the club. They really think in training he is becoming as good as he's ever been whilst he's been Arsenal, and that is exciting. Yeah. Didn't quite go for him at, at Bournemouth, but now it will be fascinating over the next. Well, you to know, me, it's a no brainer. Partly because I don't think Jacques Roy and then, I don't think the other options are, are as good as him. I think he's a better player than them. I, I, th- I think he actually when he's. On his day, obviously, he's, he's, he's uh, such a high-quality player that I think he's the sort of player that, like you were saying about Ozil, uh, Sanchez and Lacazette, trusting other players with the ball. Yeah. Wilshire is one of those players that you know that they would, you know, they probably think quite highly of him because he's such a good technical player yeah. that they would bring him into the play much more than they would, say, a Ramsey. And, and he's got the massive bonus opportunity here, which is not only is it to get a place in the Arsenal team, the England central midfield position is crying out for someone to have a good season and get into that team. So from the doom and gloom of injuries and they're not really working out at Bournemouth, here we could have the most exciting nine months in Jack Wilshere's career where he could lead Arsenal Steady. to, you know, a Champions <laughs> I mean, League place. pick him though. Yeah, but, you know, the, 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 the incentive is huge, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but this is one of those classic times, isn't it, where the obvious thing to do for me is to pick him, but I wonder if he will because Wenger's much more But it also makes sense much. that he's been slowly, he has done what he's, oh, yeah, he's been saying, out for a long yeah, time, not, back at yeah, Arsenal, sure. he's had the League Cup games, he's had the Europa League games, he's now brought him on in a Premier League game. There has to be a Premier League start in the next couple of when weeks. When is and his next injury coming though? Well, no, we don't know. Yeah, that's the sad thing. It's that we know. You know, when you, it's we don't know. We, we hope that's, not. That's sort of you know fine in a way because then you just you don't not play a player. Yeah, of course, of course, they not. might get injured. That's no. kind of like I mean, you know, it really saddens me to say, but his next big injury actually could be his last because yeah, you know that yeah. could be the yeah. career done because no other team would take him on up. that positive he has note. Played, you know, games in the League Cup and Europa League. It's not like they're not proper. Yeah. Get, yeah, yeah. you know, he's, he's yeah. tested himself, yeah. so he's done it the right way. Let's have a quick break and we'll come back and talk more about that. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. Um, yes, because we are in a position now aren't we, where we've got clearly like a first team and a second team. Because you've got that, as you said, those players that pretty much pick themselves now maybe accept... Jacques and the defence a bit one per yeah. the moment Mertes well he loves Monreal so even that Monreal, also, yeah. with regards to Monreal if in doubt that finish was quality it was that goal was magnificent yeah. if a striker would be banging that away we would be talking about that it was yeah. a sensational yeah. strike he was very quick to react and it, he was ready for it you know it, it doesn't it's not he, if you look where you freeze frame when the shot is taken by Xhaka 
where Monreal is. He is definitely not favourite to be the first to react, but he does, and it's a, it is a great finish. It's a great finish. It's a bonus probably the most can do overrated that. goalkeeper in the league. If you compare him to other, I don't think Mertesacker would have finished like that, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Big words. So he, well, you didn't think... But he played... He, he made loads of good saves. I think Pickford is the most overrated goalkeeper in, in the Premier League. He looks like something from the cast of This Andrew is England. Andrew disagrees. I disagree. Something oh, from no. the cast of This Is England. He really yeah. does, though. You know, This Is England. <laughs> I tell you what, he <laughs> does. He Andrew does. tomorrow at Dream Team is going to have the most likely players <laughs> yeah. from This Is England. Yeah. Well, there's, the, there's Thomas Turgus in, uh, yeah. in This Is England. He yeah. looks like Gary yeah. Monk. That's oh, yeah, the thing that's that goes true. around. Yeah, Gary Monk but, doesn't. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. You could do a selection of uh, yeah, yeah. This is people that look like different people from This Is England. No, Wood will be retweeting that by this time tomorrow. I don't think Pickford's overrated. He makes some great saves, but. He he, also, he's played it he's played in the Premier League he's played for two terrible teams yeah. so like you know what, what, did more, do, yeah. what did he do wrong yesterday what, I thought I thought, oh, thought he was at fault for I the, thought he was at fault for the first goal maybe a bit yeah a bit come very quick he's, I mean, but I mean to check like nearly fucking gave them a goal didn't yeah, they so, I mean, that you know, was just what do you mean uh, nearly well oh yeah did they score the no. second one the second yeah, goal was when it was made 4-2 yeah Oh, there that was, was a weird show. one. Because yeah. Czech well, did have time he to almost put did it, He almost did it, it though when, when it was 1 0 to them when yes, Calvert Lewis, Lewis that's that's almost made it 2 0. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. I meant that. And then they did <laughs> actually give them a Actually, goal. they yeah. did. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. interesting. He played uh, Czech in, we'll come on to obviously the game in Belgrade, but he played Czech in Belgrade when, you know, there is a young keeper in Matt Macy on the bench. It was interesting that he bothered to so sort of not give Czech, you know, I know goalies are a little bit different, but he's at an age where even he surely would benefit from a game off. Looked like he could have benefited from a game off for some of the <laughs> errors he made his on Instagram, Sunday. His um, oh, training, haven't, his haven't goalkeeper checked. training. Oh, with the, with the, the table robot. tennis ball. He was doing that with Matt Macy. It was the oh, really? yeah table tennis ball. Did you see this ball? Oh, no, this, very this, this robot fires out two balls at once. He's saving both of them, and you know he posts that awesome. about you know four days before the game, and then doesn't react just at all to Monreal <laughs> just providing his feet. Pass, you know, yeah. Um, Maybe the robot's gone to his head. But, no, but the, the thing is, is that obviously the, the Czech mistake for the second goal, we're, we're all raving offensively, but defensively still, there are some, there are well, some problems. There are. Because this quote that Vanya came out with after the game, he said, that was maybe our most complete performance of the season defensively and offensively. I don't think it was that complete defensively, was it? I mean, first of all, we had two goals. Yeah, I thought Chelsea away. The country. You know, Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea away defensively away, exactly. was one of our best. I thought it was such a weird thing to say. And we didn't look. And in the period after um, they scored, when we did, we started mentally collapsing and um, obviously we came back from it but there was a period where they dominated for about 10 minutes where we didn't look defensively tight at all yeah I thought I mean I, I'm always worried you know <laughs> with, our, with our with our back four back five yeah. whatever you call it um, that we are going to concede and we'll keep we'll keep a team we'll keep a team in the game unless we go three or four up like we did yesterday. You you, you are worried. You are. Mm. Oh God, come I know yeah. Josh is shaking his head, but I'm massively shaking my head. But I, th- I think it's a slight disservice. Um, I think there's a there's a a, a core there now. The, the only player in our whole squad who has no pressure on them is unfortunately Bellerin. But Bellerin's Bellerin's final ball is so bad. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone so downhill. I won't have a word said against my. Friend. I know he's your mate. Oh, hang on. Mate, we better yeah. find out now. Come it's on. a good good segue, boy. Because you yeah, met you I met, met Hector. Hector. Yeah, I've been waiting to tell this story for about two weeks. Um, <laughs> it was at the GQ style uh, party celebrating twenty five issues of GQ style, and I am a contributor to that magazine. You can read my article about my obsession with Supreme, Supreme. clothing in the current issue, and Hector Bellerin. Um, was invited. He's a big. He's, he's into his fashion. He was wearing. I don't know if you've seen. You can see photos if you Google GQ style. You can see he's wearing a very, very um, dapper outfit, kind of red, wear a lot of red. And um, his um, agent introduced me to him quite quickly because um, they, they all knew that I was an Arsenal fan because I go on about being Arsenal fan constantly. And at GQ 
style events. And um, and I was introduced to him. He was with his girlfriend. He was a delight. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there's a picture of him wearing this kind of red thing he's wearing. And um, he was really nice and genuinely like interested in like I was tr- trying to be cool I was like I am an Arsenal fan I've got a podcast he was last me on the podcast and we t- we, we, the main topic did you mention your sidekick or you just I didn't mention sidekick right. no. did Thank you mention you. his crossing I didn't mention his crossing <laughs> you know what the main topic of conversation was what Troy Deeney no C- can you think uh, like what's the most controversial like hair, his uh, hair. Yeah, yeah. Because that. Well, let's face it. The most forgetting about the 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 the, the bad crossing, alleged bad crossing, is his hair. Do you remember his hair last year went through all different kind of phases. Yeah, the, the cornrows. The cornrows, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought I'll be brave. I mean, I'd had a few drinks, so I brought up his hair because his hair that night. If you, look, if you see a picture, that was down and it looks great. He likes the long hair, so I was like, oh, his hair's looking good. He was like, thanks. Then we talked about it, and I said, because you did get you had that cornrows. And he went and he, he told me that he had a lot, got a lot of shit. He didn't use the word shit. From the players and like they, they make fun of his various hair looks and he got rid of that in one week and she his girlfriend joined in and was like yeah I had to get rid of that in one week. Like, yeah. and it was a whole discussion about his hair and he's very happy with his hair at the moment but he has to tie it up in various ways so it's just having to tie up the hair is, is one of his main issues and maybe that distracts him from the accuracy of that final ball, the final ball yeah. I, don't know. I just I, I just think his final ball has, has gone downhill and just don't think it's particularly good no you, well like you said I don't really trust him. With like, you, you, you see it come out wide, you're like, I mean, I hope someone just slides him in just to the byline, so that all that he can do is pull it back, rather than having to whip yeah. the ball in the box. Because otherwise, you're like, oh, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, there's sometimes never anyone in the box anyway. Yeah, I must say, true. I hadn't seen this picture uh, previously of Hector at yeah. the GQ Awards. Yeah. What's your feeling? Well, the, the red trousers. Are you, are you a fan of them? They're yeah. very Arsenal-esque. Uh, with I the was white just pleased that he was very. He was fully in red and white. It was he was on red and white. Yeah, it was on brands. Yeah, he was very. With, he was very on brand. Yeah, he seemed quite interested that I'd written a thing about Supreme as well because was. He, he, we, yeah, he was kind of looking through the magazine. Is that his girlfriend? Yeah, that is his girlfriend. We're looking. This is not very visual on the podcast. He's been on the GQ website. Decided it says Hector Bellerin and guest attend the launch. So obviously, oh. the photographer on Getty. Well, where I'm looking at was not aware who his girlfriend was. Yeah, probably photographer. Was she? Was she nice? Fully she was really. She, nice. she was really sweet. Yeah. And the, here's the, the funny thing is, oh, you know, I like to have a, a, a selfie story because remember when I met who was it I met who told me they kept giving me stuff and then they went off Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, who cares about him now? Um, anyway, uh, so I didn't ask him. I had this long chat mainly about his hair and didn't forgot to ask him for a selfie because I was so kind of like awestruck by talking to a current Arsenal footballer. So then I went off and then I thought, fuck, I really should have got a photo with him. So I went back and he, he, he actually said to me, he said. Should have got one. You should have got one when we were chatting. I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm really sorry." He was he was really funny, but he said it very dryly as a joke, and then I did get a very nice photo with him. Yeah, well, you which can... Ben Winston, in fact, hailed on Instagram as he being. Said, this is a terrific pick. Yeah, beautiful. there you go. Yeah, and Luke Kempner wrote yes. <laughs> And Jeff Arthur wrote colossal pick. A lot of our friends on the podcast. <laughs> I feel terrible for yeah. not put, for not mentioning it. So well, then of course I thought, thank God I went back and got that photo because it was so highly acclaimed. It's the most acclaimed Instagram photo I've ever yeah. done. Really interesting angle you've got. You've gone low. Often you I see went a celebrity yeah, up high, very look above. You've this gone po- low. This podcast Josh. has taken a turn. For, <laughs> a turn for the weird. I think this is why people it's listen. If you want proper, I was going to say. You want jokes about from Gillard about semen flying around? This yeah. is, uh, where <laughs> yeah. you come. Anyway, let's talk about Arsenal playing Belgrade. That that performance. Well, there's nothing Wait, we, to we, talk about. We haven't finished the fifth goal. Alexis, we had oh, yeah. six defenders around <laughs> him. That was a brilliant that goal. That was a magnificent goal. Absolutely the Kalasinic ball over the chest yeah. down, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you see Alexis doing that, you realise that like, 
why we have to. I, I think but, we have yeah. to keep him. Yeah, in that, but, but talk about not having any trust in your players. Oh my just god! Like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to have to do I this one myself. myself. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That yeah. was the most selfish goal <laughs> ever seen in history. But it, but fine, you know, if you can't, again like going back. If to you the, could do it though, do it. Going back to the anti-Sanchez yeah. hipsters who want to get rid of it, I'm like, what? Why are you even interested in football if you can't take pleasure out of a selfish? guy like that completely running around the penalty and scoring a brilliant goal then I don't understand what you you know I'm really into the teamwork of mediocre players that's what it's all about isn't it well yeah I mean also it's the sort of thing that you definitely try with 94 minutes on the clock yeah. as well he's mm. just like yeah well when you fall you know, up yeah. I do that five yeah. side all the time and it never goes in he but, is you know. like he does remind me of, of like a little kid you know playground football where sometimes where he would just he, 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 all he's interested in is showing off how brilliant he is yeah. but I think when you are that good that's fine exactly. it's fine I'm fine with it and I I was chatting with someone today actually who was saying who was saying that he would rather we sold uh, Ozil and Sanchez in the winter and I was just like that's just Jesus nonsense Christ. just like keep them for the season you know what they got well, uh, Ozil not Sanchez but Ozil's got a World Cup at the end of the season he'll play well for the rest of the season yeah. what's the point of bringing yeah. in 15 million we're not going to spend also, it in the summer no, anyway it's, so. it's the difference between getting in the top four or not, it's not yeah. I don't yeah. think we get in the top four without Ozil and Sanchez I just don't think we do it's just too mediocre without them with them, with them we probably will yeah so, with them we probably will yeah, yeah. I think so Done a little bit of research on your Instagram in the oh, last Josh. Oh, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram. Very interesting because your your selfie with Thierry, 103 likes. Yeah. But your one with Hector, 104. Oh. So uh, oh. people obviously much more love for uh, for Hector. Thanks, Josh. I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're researching the Just big issues. You yeah, no, yeah, I'm glad fun. you... But that's very, very important. Your obviously. picture of you where you look supreme with all your supreme, 110 likes. Um, oh, well, worth saying if you want to follow Boyd on, on Instagram it's definitely Boyd worth saying has yeah. Ozil ever scored a header for Arsenal before that's a good question no. um, Josh doesn't get many headers I think we'll once up. before right. I think in the midst of my it was memory. a nice header actually it was yeah, very nice header, I yeah. think yeah I, think I seem has. to remember one. Yeah. I mean he, he, that was a good header yeah, I think the good. one that he did score was the least convincing header I've ever seen in my life like one where it's just yeah. you know hits yeah. him on the head yeah. and yeah. goes in yeah I think um, he did yeah. and he, even, the, even the lack of goal you know like people say it's easy I like the way he took it you know it was like that yeah. mm. swivel and, yeah. and just hitting and really never good, in yeah. doubt do you know where Arsenal rank if you look at those two seasons of Premier League action for headed goals where do we rank 1 to 20 in Premier League team? oh isn't it 1 it is one. Yeah, I saw that stuff, I'm afraid. Yeah. Really? Sorry, it's a good Not stuff. Bad. It's a good stuff. When people sort of talk about the traditional Arsene Wenger, you know, yeah. Arsenal sort of team, you wouldn't times, think that we'd be like top those, of heading goals. It's all those times Giroud was... was uh, well, we're, was even Pear scored at Watford. One oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Should we talk about Giroud? Because, again, there was that whole thing on, like, you know, on, in, the, in the unbelievably boring Europa game where he scored a brilliant goal in the end. But that summed him up for me because he was so... Shockingly awful throughout that game. I mean, that, everyone was terrible. It was mind-numbingly tedious. The Europa League game. Who was terrible? Giroud. He was rubbish. Absolutely yeah, rubbish. It didn't do anything. A lot to work. It was a. It was a poor game. Overall. Yeah, but it was also a very makeshift side. Oh yeah, like, no. But that was, he, that was a young team. It was yeah. a young team, was, but also players just playing in positions that. I mean, know. did you ever think you'd see El Nenny playing centre back for Arsenal? No, I mean that was crazy. I called it. I think I called it. I'm not even joking. I, in last week, in last week's podcast, I said he tried it in preseason once. I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, carry on. Thing is, like, I'm sticking with this formation in every single game, even if I have no central defenders available. I'm still going to pick <laughs> yeah. three players to play. Yeah. In the, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's preposterous, isn't it? It's like but you could play. The, the, the goal, it's up there, isn't it? And goals under Arsene Wenger, top ten. 
I think probably. Yeah, I mean, but we know he's capable of scoring a brilliant goal. Which but it's Giroud not enough. scored so many of those top ten under Arsene Wenger. I wonder how many of that he would get. There was a great, there was a great tweet. Even though I'm not on Twitter, I read it this week. They were saying, <laughs> "How are you reading when, it on Twitter when, when you're not on Twitter?" Anyone can read Twitter. Wait, anyone can read. Josh, you're on Twitter the whole time. Sort it out. I'll, I'm going to give yeah, you. Of course some... you can, but I mean that's even weirder. The idea that you would check Twitter and not be willing just... to commit to a username on it. Anyway, anyway, moving back to let's let's discuss you. <laughs> so they were saying that when I, I like this tweet that when when Giroud shows his grandkids his yeah. best goals they will actually think he's better than Pele yeah. <laughs> because some of his finishes yeah. have been yeah. magnificent he loves a spectacular go there they've been incredible yeah there's at least three like yeah that are what absolute best ever well I mean goals. I don't know what time we're on now but he might have won the Pushkas award by now as oh well, yeah that's oh, happening that's now awesome. right now in the Bloomsbury just yeah, who, as well and is that who votes for that by the uh, way I think that was half public half see um, I think he will judges. because Arsenal fans are so good yeah. at voting for these things yeah. I think he will win because the Arsenal fans are coming what is your, nice your favourite goal from Arsenal what ever Arsenal goal ever no under Wenger oh under Wenger under Wenger steady um, it was probably be a Materi Omri one what, against the, United? Yeah. Liverpool. All the Spurs. All the Spurs was pretty incredible, yeah. I mean, to be fair to Giroud, that one he scored last season, the, the bicycle yeah, yeah. kick last season, that was the same week as the other one. Someone, someone did you remember? Someone else did an incredible... Well, the Scorpion kick. Yeah, the Scorpion oh, kick, yeah. Sorry. Oh, the same as um, Andy Carroll. That That's week. what Andy yeah, Carroll, yeah, yeah. right. So Andy Carroll, and then his... Which Andy Carroll was on, was, there was some doubt as to whether he, he yeah. did main mental <laughs> yeah. or not. And then Giroud clearly did mean it. And that was like... Put, put Andy Carroll's in the shade and it did fit, it made, I don't know if it won goal of the year or whatever but that was an absolutely incredible yeah. goal that was like even better than the one he scored on Thursday so, and that and I, and I forgave him for everything then and I, you know I do forgive him for being for me you know fairly mediocre but that but he's it, it is incredible that he's capable of those things it does yeah. sum him up though that he'll score a goal like that and then he'll just yeah. be so useless in so other games yeah <laughs> can't Terrible. hit a bond door. Well, yeah just running over that stupid beard yeah. I, mean, I think my, my favourite <laughs> Arsenal goal I mean I like probably would be an Henri one, but I can when when this was mentioned, I could never get RVPs against Charlton yeah, that, that out of my head. Oh, it was oh, no, that just was because yeah, when incredible. I see, when you when you see it and when you see it on TV, he's he's not even in shot yeah. until like the split second before, and then he's suddenly fly, like yeah. flying in the air. Also, the oh like the over the top celebration really does it. Jumping, I mean, into, jumping this, into the yeah, crowd. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. for me, it's got to be that that Burkamp hat trick goal against Leicester. Oh, yeah. Where oh, he just yeah, yeah. plucks it yeah, out of the air and it's just yeah. Oh, it's one against Newcastle. I mean, you could be here all day. I don't know if you can even whittle it down to yeah. top 10. But I like the Henri goal away at Real Madrid. It's a, oh, it a sort of the, defining yeah. goal on the yeah. way to the Champions League final. And it also shows Spurs how one wins away at the Bernabeu. So it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure we can get too much over them at the minute. But I like the idea. <laughs> no, um, and you're going tomorrow night, boys, we should say. I am going tomorrow night, yeah, as we, as we build to the uh, climax. Norwich the in the League Cup. Norwich in the, in the um, what's it called? Carabao. Carabao, Carabao, Carabao Cup. Cup. Yeah. yeah, I wonder where the next round of draw will be held. Considering oh, yes, they've been in, in China, uh, Beijing. The, the most recent one was done in in the UK at a normal hour. Was yeah. it? Yeah, well, because it was I think they ditched the, the game, idea. wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah. ditched the uh, Thailand two AM. Oh, you never know. One because someone got it wrong. Who got it wrong? Uh, they picked out someone twice. It was a bit of a mess. Never was mind. that that round or was it the previous round where they picked out? Because they picked out Charlton twice, I think, in the second round. And then the third round <laughs> was in China. Amazing. So no one could watch it. But yeah, what are you? Are you not going tomorrow then, Josh? I, w- I will be going, I think, in the end. I was just, sure. um, I've got a ticket, but you know, it was just um, not included in the season because I didn't initially uh, okay. deal with it. I'd, I'd sort of forgotten that what's included, what's not included, because Europe has been included, then the League Cup obviously isn't. But yeah, I'll, I'll be there, boys. I'm looking forward to it. 
Yes. Interesting, because I think Matt Macy is in with a chance of starting. Oh, yeah. yeah has been injured at the moment. Yeah, he must be. Because he's not been on the bench of late. Matt Macy's been on the bench. So yeah, uh, he assume he's, uh, he's injured. So that could be a debut. But otherwise, we've got you know these players you spoke about before in terms of a second team. Yeah, Walcott, I look forward to seeing, seeing Theo. Your yeah, boy, so Theo. Theo. Yeah, Theo. I mean, you know, again, you know, we, we had, the last podcast we called um, How Sad Is Theo or something like that. And by the way, we added him in, which was, that was, that was I felt sorry for him because I didn't want to, like, you know, him to see that we're saying, we're conjecturing how sad he is, poor guy. But I think he, but, do you know what, he did my friend's podcast, which is just started for GQ, GQ magazine, which is a general football podcast that I'm plugging called Strike. And he was on last week. And he, the exact, Theo, you know, obviously can't do this podcast because we slag off Arsene Wenger every week. But he was incredibly, like, clever and smart and intelligent and in a good mood. And I think he's just dealing with this not playing for the first team effectively like, incredibly well. It must be it's like amazing what It's amazing what 11 years <laughs> are 100 grand a week and not doing 150, anything. I think, now. Makes you happy. You know, yeah, 150. So. Yeah. You wonder what his mentality is. I mean, I, I, I have no idea what, what is inside Walcott's head. But, you know, is he content? You haven't got just, that power of extra No, not, not quite. Okay. But um, you wonder if he's like content just being at a club like Arsenal because yeah. you know that like the next step for him would be probably a step down you know to a, a smaller club I think club. so, so yeah. He, yeah I don't think because there was no conjecture that he was going to leave in the no. summer because remember he didn't play as soon as we adopted this system he was out wasn't he because yeah. he didn't play in the last um, like 10 games or whatever in the, at the end of last season and then he hasn't played at all hardly he hasn't started at all this season in the league but I and, but there was no like you know unlike Oxford Chamberlain who clearly wanted to move and did move he wasn't pushing for a move at all doesn't seem to be pushing for it seems happy playing these other playing in the Europa League in the League Cup or whatever with his hundred, all right, 150 grand a week but I just think he's probably thinking I am now going to try and analyse his mind even though I can't read it either I think he's probably thinking do you know what you know I love Arsenal kind of enough of the fans still like me like they still sing Theo when he comes on as a sub you know and I'm getting 150 grand a week. Why, why would I step down? He's got a lovely family life now, you know, probably in a, a lovely, part, lovely part of London or whatever. He's just got a happy, content life. And maybe he's just thinking, what's the point of pushing of for a move? everything that is wrong with Arsenal. In uh, a way, everything obviously I excuse it with Theo, yeah, yeah because he's, yeah, cause he's bring, Theo. Bring him into the AOL and we've got AWOL. So says everything yeah. you need to know oh, about Theo. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. Have you been planning that? I did just think of that at the moment. It's very good. He has nice hair, though, as well, Theo, at the moment. He's completely changed his look. That's the other thing. Focusing on Bellerin. He's got got that hair. He's got got a beard going on. He was comparing his beard to Giroud's, because his beard, like yours, you're you're bearded. Your beard is good. Do you know I... Good length, um, right? And so is Theo. It's about the same length as yours. You don't want the full Giroud overbeard thing, do you? uh, It's funny you say that, Boyd, because I let you in on a secret. I went... I was at a wedding at the weekend. Yeah. Went to the barbers on Friday and he said, Do you want you know, do you want your beard done as well? And I don't usually I can usually keep it in check myself. And I said, Actually, do you want know what? Do you know You mean Olivier, done? You mean like you, Yeah, like, like trimmed. Trimmed, and, like, groomed. Yeah, yeah. A bit of grooming. And I yeah. said, Do you know who Olivier Giroud is? And the <laughs> barber was like, Yeah, yeah. It's like try, you try it out. See what it looks but like. But you don't, thank God. You, well, yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll have a go. It, I, it's, yeah, I can't, yeah, it's not long enough Yours as well. is fine. Yours is good. But it was more the fade in. Oh, right, I mean, okay. this is This is now, yeah. you know, this is not GQ's grooming tips. <laughs> well, you know, but if this could be rehearsed to be on the GQ Strike <laughs> podcast because they talk about this kind of thing. No, they talk about football, thank God. Go on. Something slightly <laughs> different, Boyd, but uh, I know that this is going to make you very happy. Um, 
murmurings in the club. Oh, yeah, you had a story. You yes, told us. Yes, yes. Just a, is it just more exciting le- than meeting Theo Walcott? Forgetting yeah, yeah, you told us back. before we started recording this podcast, you had an in- exciting Come breaking on, news. Come on, what, what's, what's it going to be? Murmurings in the club is, is that Ven- Wenger is now sounding out for the contract extension. <laughs> he's, gone, he's gone to the main man at the top and they are deciding when would be the best time to announce that he's going to be staying even longer than he currently is. Oh, you're taking the piss. 100%. It's funny you should say that because on the, um, on the menu, on Josh's menu, it talks about the AGM on Thursday, come up on Thursday, where there's questions submitted because there's an AST survey, Arsenal Supporters Trust survey, p- pointing out how ludicrous it was that Wenger himself admitted that him not tying down that fucking last contract. Wenger last is getting a ruined. contract extension. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And he's and he's 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 already discussed it with with. Now you've been deliberately provocative. No, well, it's, it's something I know Gerard wouldn't want, uh, but his sources are, are good. I would say yeah. in the whole from from my experience around Gerard. So um, this is great news. Uh, very excited. Well, um, shut look up. forward to many more <laughs> years you. of his continued just, success. Let's just remember a week ago when you were recovering from that appalling performance at Watford, and you Weeks were a sounding, long time in football. Boy. You sounded very. You sounded suitably depressed and sad because it was so miserable, and you could barely. Oh, Mount a defence. You could barely mount a solid defence of the manager. I think that was edited out my defence by Oli, our sound engineer. Yeah, probably edited right. out the defence. Um, it, it was a deflating week. I don't. I, I mean, I'd be surprised, but I, you know, on well, the other well, hand, well, listen, he's only it will, sixty-eight. Listen, it will come to this. As we summer, said earlier, looking Josh, terrifically well for it. It will come to this summer, and they they won't be they won't be able to allow it to roll into another year, as in without doing something. <laughs> so it will be announced at some stage, and they're just going to be deciding oh, come when on. It is. why not just bury it with the AGM minutes on Thursday just you know just the, yeah. and, and the last thing uh, Wenger's got a new contract as well yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Just, I know. we don't have any more questions thank you <laughs> yeah. thank you we've thank got to wrap up and we're not even going to have time to talk about Swansea but the the question that the AST submitted that they're surprised that has been accepted it it, it, it is kind of a, an interesting one that why would they accept a question they don't need to about you know Arsene Wenger you know not um, deciding at an early opportunity about whether he was staying. I mean, maybe, maybe oh, there is. God, I mean, can, can, you can you imagine? Can you imagine? I have to say, sure. it, I mean, there's a little bit, it rings true. I, I, I totally believe in you. And, I, you know, I don't put it past them at all because they have no, the, the people who run the club have no fucking clue what they're doing and they have no imagination and they'll probably just stick with him because they can't think of anything else to do because they're so pathetic. But it, can you, and also, do you remember the whole big thing last year was that they couldn't think of a time to announce him staying because we never had a result until the cup <laughs> final that was good enough. Whereas now they're probably all thinking, oh, we've been Everton 5 2 no, and we played really well. Let's just announce it now. Fucking, anyway. Let's just predict two games. Let's, let's, because I know you've been keeping a table of how everyone does on the predictions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm not going to reveal the results of that table until the end of the season, Josh. No. Don't get excited. Mm. So we've got two predictions. Carabao Cup. That's a tough one against Norwich. Right. I will say 3-2 um, to Arsenal in the Carabao Cup. Gilad? 2-1 to the Arsenal. And Andrew? 2-0 uh, to Arsenal. What do you think, Boyd? I'm going to go 3-1. Has anyone said that? Mm. You know, no. I don't like to repeat a prediction. No. It's not, I mean, you're allowed to, but... And then Swansea, who... It yes. should be a good opportunity for three more points in the... Rare... I think it's a rare uh, Saturday three o'clock kickoff, isn't it? Yeah, looking forward to that? I am looking forward to it, yeah. Um, what do you think, Boyd? You go first on this one. Oh, I never go first. Um, I mean, they're terrible, aren't they? Swansea, well, they had a very disappointing yeah. result at the uh, the weekend to managers le- managerless Leicester. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty poor. <laughs> I mean, really, it's got to be. If he sticks with the same team, maybe bring in Jack. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go four nil. I'll go four one. Okay, 
Go, lad. Two. Oh, <laughs> you maverick. I like it. I'm going to go three now. Excellent. Yeah, very solid. Excellent. Well, it's been a joy. Um, been. Uh, thank you very much to Gillard and Andrew. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We'll be back next back week. Next Tuesday. Okay. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.